Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show Hour 2. Let's talk about the workplace and what your manager or boss would expect from you when you are sick. We know that we've all dealt with a lot health-wise the last four years, or let's just go back to 2020 when COVID hit us all. I will admit that my thoughts about uh, about going to work under the weather has totally shifted and altered. I don't want to do it. Now, I will also admit in terms of like this this is a unique job this is a different type of situation right being in 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 talk radio and hosting i get broadcast from home we are we're in downtown minneapolis we're here every single night with the exception of if there's um just whether i, I don't feel um 100 percent, or if they're within the confines of the day um the structure of the day schedule wise i can't get to the station the backup is do it from home. You can broadcast from home. And that's all because of, of COVID, okay, that I have a setup like that. But if we're talking about typically just regular jobs or people talk about going in and stuff like that, do you want to go into work or have to go into work knowing that you are under the weather? Well, a recent survey found that an alarming number of office managers would rather their employees come in for their shifts even if they are sick. And that surprises me that that that's the case. Because I don't think that what we've seen the last several years, that we should be wanting our employees to go to work sick. Run the risk of getting others sick. What if it goes from you being sick to Julia and Jim, they getting sick because you're sick? And we know with COVID and all the infectious stuff that's been going on the last couple of years, that's a thing. And it spreads like wildfire. So I'm a little, I'm shocked that... (laughs) I, I like that they're transparent and they're being honest in this poll. 
But do you think it's acceptable for a manager to say, you know what, I know you're sick, I know you're struggling, mm-hmm. I still expect you here? No, no. I, I don't think that's acceptable at all. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I'm shocked that we would hear something like this because when we were in COVID, everybody was erring on the side of caution, which is good. Because COVID's still out there. It's real. It's still very much out there. Now, we've been able to, I feel, deal with it, kind of like we've been able to deal with the flu, but yep. that's due to vaccines and more information that we've got. That's a whole other conversation. But it used to be like, okay, if you're feeling a little under the weather, you got the sniffles, a little bit of a cough, just come on in and you can fight through it. Mm-hmm. Now We're in a different place. We are in a completely different place where we're a little more hypersensitive about things like that. And I think that's got to be taken into consideration. If I'm not feeling well, I don't want to come in and run the risk of getting you sick or anybody I come in contact with. Like I, I don't want to be the one responsible for somehow there being some sort of, of crud that's going around here. I would rather play it safe, and I, and I am very much appreciative that we work in a place yep. that it's like if you are feeling under the weather – then by all means, we will do what we can to get it get it figured out. Yep. Some people don't have that liberty where it's like, you don't work, you don't get paid, you don't get paid, you don't eat. So it, we are in a very different time. The context of the conversation is about where you work. I think that that should be factored in. Absolutely, 100%. So, 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 so let's, let's, let's throw out a couple scenarios here, and let's see if, if we view it the same way. Okay. 651-461-9226 if you want to weigh in via the uh, the talk and text line. Because this poll that was conducted by a resume builder examined how office managers view their employees' access to sick leave. Um, 20%, this is a quote, 20% of managers said they encourage workers who weren't feeling well to still come into the office. 20%, that blew my mind, that according to Julia Toothaker, um, a career strategist at the company. The survey also found that 25% of managers think their employees abuse sick days by exaggerating or lying about their condition. That I, man, you really? Uh, yeah, that, see, but, you're throwing your employee, uh, your your employees under the bus like that. You think that they're just full of crap? But there are a lot of people that do take advantage of sick days. They take it. They they play hooky. It's like, oh, well, I'm sick today. And then they do, you know, whatever they want to do. Do we I, really – but hold on, hold on. Do we really get that upset about people that take their sick days? No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. If if somebody's taking a sick day, I'm not going to be someone who's going to be like, are, are you really sick? This is not Ferris Bueller's day off where everybody's going to the house to see if, if Ferris is in bed, right? You're not going to turn on the TV and say – Oh man, I see. I see Henry Lake of the Wolves game. I see Henry Lake of the Wild. I see Henry Lake out about town. Like, if you are sick, I trust that you're you're really sick. And you know what? If you're like, I wasn't feeling good, but then you're feeling better, mm-hmm. and you still want to take your sick day, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Make sure that you're one hundred percent before you come back to work. I I have no problem. If somebody's going to use their sick day. I don't care if you use your sick day or how you use your sick day or anybody else because it's, it's none of my business. Hey, so let's get to this. 
from the 612. And I love this text because this is where I, this was going to be the first industry I was going to mention. This is on the 612. I've had many jobs in the service industry, including food service, where there was a pressure and expectation that you showed up no matter what. And I sure hope it is less so now post-COVID. And I th- th- so I was going to bring up the restaurant industry. There, Think about if someone is sick in the restaurant industry and they show up and they're a chef, or, you know, they're not necessarily, let's say a server, chef, whatever. I mean, you're running the risk of everybody in the restaurant getting sick. Or how about yeah. the people that work in the, um, and, and I applaud the people that were busting their behinds and they were double masked up during COVID that worked at uh, supermarkets and stuff like that. Yep. I appreciated that. Absolutely. But, but how about right now when you're not, there aren't mass mandates and somebody is feeling really worn down or sick or they could have COVID, haven't tested, and they're just in the supermarket, mm-hmm. and then it's just floating around. I just think that at this particular point, after all that we've been through, I think that that managers should be a little bit more lenient, lenient yes. with regards to this. A- absolutely. And, and that is good because not only is there, and I don't know if it's still this way, that the base wage for servers was lower than minimum wage and you made your you made your money on the tips and there Mm -hmm. are industries like that texture said that is a really good example of if you don't go to work you don't get paid yep because there are people that don't have that hourly salary or that they don't even have sick time that's the thing like there are some of these that if you got a part-time job Employers and it's are, different based on industry. We, we've announced absolutely, and and the thing is, there are employers, and they have been notorious for this. I've seen it many times, and I'm sure you guys out there have experienced it too. If you've got a part time job, you have to stay underneath a certain amount of hours because then the employer doesn't have to give you benefits. If it's 32 hours, guess what? You'll get 30 hours. But if you get 30 hours at job A, 30 hours at job B, but you're still, you're working more than, you know, 40 hours, but you're not getting any benefits. But guess what? You still have to show up to those because you're not getting sick time. Sick time. And that is, it, it's appalling that you see people like that, that it, it really is unfortunate. It would be great that if you're not feeling well, stay home. But not everybody's got that luxury, and it's it's really unfair. Uh, it says, uh, and this is uh, still from from Julia mentioning this from a resume builder, quote, a lot of managers felt like employees were exaggerating their sick time. That is not for them to judge. I agree. If someone is sick, they are sick. But it is also when you minimize someone's illness. When you assume that they can show up and do their job or have the capacity to do that and essentially force them, because if you start questioning them, then they think they have to do this, uh, Toothaker said. Uh, also, they say nearly a third of managers also said that they often ask for medical documentation as proof of illness for workers who request the use of their sick time. I'll say this. Hate that. I have to give Odyssey a lot of credit. Not since I've worked for, and this is for the last 11 years or so. I mean, this is going back to when I first got the intercom back in Kansas City. 
I've never once been asked. I'm trying to think in radio have I ever been asked about even at going back to K-Fan days. I wonder if I've ever been. I don't think I've ever been asked for a doctor's note in radio. Yeah, in my it, radio it, career, I've never been asked that. That's, that's, now, pretty, that's pretty invasive. I've, I've, been, I've been asked that in, in other jobs. But I've never – like when I was in schools and stuff, I had been asked, you know, bring a, a doctor's note, whatever, multiple times. In radio, I've never been asked that. And you're really fortunate. I, I don't – I can't recall something that I had to submit. I don't think I've ever been asked to submit, you know, some sort of verification that – you know, even when I went out for my shoulder surgery, I mean, I was out for like two and a half, three months. But – it was all, I don't know, it's, it's just hard to describe, but you're right. Where we're at now, mm-hmm. you need to be able to trust your employees, I think, is the bottom line. Because you shouldn't have to treat your employees like you're their children. Like, I wouldn't ask an employee, if I had an employee, be like, hey, okay, yeah, you were sick. Well, if you're sick and you've got like a 24-hour flu or you got a headache or you got the, not everybody's going to go to the doctor. Sometimes yep. you just need rest. You need to be home. You need to you just need to take some aspirin, whatever you need to do. Not everything is going to have to require a trip to the doctor. And that's where it's like it's not like go to the walk-in clinic or you're not really sick. Yeah. There there's got to be that middle ground. All right, 651-461-9226. I'd love to get your reaction. love to get your phone calls, and we'll do that next year on The Lake Show. Don't go to work if you're sick. You're going to get other people sick. That's how I feel about it. How do you feel? 651-461-9226. Because it sounds like managers, some of them, the expectation is that you come to work. And I, I, I don't think that's the right way to look at it. And look, industries are different. I, I get that. But, man, you would think that especially, like, with the restaurant industry and servers and people making food, and all, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. And, but, and, but and, look, also, and you can also try to wear a mask and all that, but it, it doesn't it doesn't mean you feel better. No, Even if you've got a mask on, you're still sick. But but in some of those, I, I understand where you're saying that if, if you're in the, you know, the restaurant industry, the mm-hmm. service industry, just stay home. But the, the problem is then you're short-staffed, and then – it becomes just it becomes a mess because you don't have enough bodies. I understand that to, to meet the demand. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's right, but but hold on. If, if if you're if you're the manager at the restaurant and I'm sick as a dog, you're mandating me to come in, and we're short. I'm sick as a dog. I, it's I I think that's a case by case basis. I think it's a case by case basis. That, no, I just gave you the case though, but. I don't think it's right that they mandate you to come in, but at the same time. But let's answer the example. Okay, this I just gave you the case. I'm sick as a dog. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm struggling to 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 be active the way that I typically am, and we're a little bit on the short handed side. Like we can make it through. It's going to be tough as hell. Or you know what? I need an extra. I need one more body here. I need you to come mm-hmm. in. You're mandating that person to come in? No, I'm I'm not mandating gotcha, somebody gotcha. to come in. But that's me. That, that That's me. Yeah. Uh, because I understand that you could make the situation worse. There are some individuals out there that don't look at it that way. It, it's like, 
I just need the body. I don't care if you're working at 20% or 30% or 50%. I need you to physically be here because we need bodies. If, if, some, I, if I was a boss and somebody was 20%, I would not have them at work. I, I, I would find that unacceptable. Whether it's a body or not, twenty percent. No, you're 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 beyond sick. I, I mean, I, I agreed, but there are times where a, a body is a body. I need I need somebody here. You know, we got a we got a busy night. We've got a handful of of servers. We know it's going to be a busy night. Oh, and you're calling in sick. Well, great. Now we have to try and find somebody to cover your shift, and then. You know, not only that, we need another body just to get back to where we were, and we might need more. And you're taking one of those resources away. You're but taking- whose who's problem is that, though? That's not the sick person. No, it's well, not the yeah. sick person. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's the owner of the establishment it, or the it, manager. It yeah. is, but but there are times where the employee is made to feel like it's their fault. Yep. For not coming in, and I don't like that. E- even though they have a legitimate reason, but. Some people, if if you don't come in and you don't obey, even if you're sick, I mean, there is a there is a paranoia and an insecurity there that is this going to affect me down the road? Because it's like, oh, well, remember that day that you called in sick? Were you really sick? Like, I mean, all of all of that adds up where employees get insecure about things like that. So. You don't want to give your employer but, any reason to doubt you. But I, but I guess I guess if the employer said to the person and they doubt him in the moment, were you really sick? And the person says, yes, I was really sick. Then what? I mean, then then what's the employer going to do? It's, it's oh, okay. A, I'm sorry. I I I, I question you. It's it's a he You're said. Stuck. Yeah, it's a he said she said sort of situation, and it, it really is unfortunate. I would like to think that that's not happening. Mm-hmm. I know it does. I mean, we all know stuff like that because there are some crappy people out there that just think about themselves in the bottom line instead of the human factor that comes into it. And it's it's even with kids. It's it's worse with kids because when you've got kids, guess what? You're not sick, but your kids are sick. So you have to take care of them. Well, how do I know your kids are sick? You could be using that as an excuse because kids get sick. They are yep. bacteria traps. We love them, but they get sick. And again, that that's something else that I've seen employers doubt. And it it, it, it is very unfair when you don't have those benefits. All right. So the text line weighing in from the 507. Henry, I work for a small company owned by a big corporate company. We can't carry over 40 hours of sick leave from year to year. People are using it for a vacation. They may have a dentist appointment at nine for an hour, but take the whole day off because they know that if they don't use it, uh, you lose it. I, I'm fine with that. Like it, I, I'm totally fine with that. If we're sick for more than five days, we need a doctor's note. Which that's understandable. I, I, I understand, I, I understand that. It. Yeah. That's five days. That's an entire week. F- I don't, five, I, yeah, five days is something. Is five is but, something serious? But, but I think if you use a sick day uh, for an entire day, and it. it it doesn't mean that you have to be um, um, that you have to be accounted for if you're just you know doing something for let's say two to three hours. Man, that's your sick day. Take your sick yeah. leave. I'm totally fine with A- that. Yeah, absolutely. This in the seven six three. I know a physician uh, who said a lot of his time was spent seeing people with colds who needed a doctor's note. It was a waste <laughs> of time and money for both doctors and the patients who should have been able to stay home. 
away from others. Um, and the other person says uh, three days, three days not, not five. five. Well, still, with regard, but still, still yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, three days, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Here's here's one that I saw too that. Um, what if you know people are using it for vacation? They might have a dentist appointment at nine o'clock for an hour, but take the whole day off because they know that if you don't use it, you lose it. I, I understand. Yeah, that's that the too. one I just read. Yeah, oh, yeah, was yeah, it? Okay. yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't read. I yeah. didn't hear the the very beginning of it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we do when we've got doctor's appointments, and I guess for us it's different because we work at night that we can. We don't need to do that, but I mean, I know we're in the. Well, sometimes it depends on the situation. Well, it it does. Yeah, it it, it does from time to time. But yeah, yeah. Six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Let's talk NFL playoffs, and we do that with Matthew Collar, Mister Purple Insider, on the Lake Show. Purple Insider Matthew Collar joining us here on the Lake Show. Matthew, always fun to talk football with you here on Thursday evenings on the show, and I want to start with just asking you just your overall. Uh, excitement level for this weekend's matchups. It seems like we've got two fairly entertaining games, Kansas City at Baltimore, uh, Detroit versus San Francisco in the other um, championship game. Your thoughts just overall on the uh, the weekend of football? Well, I mean, I, I think it's filled with great stories, starting with the fact that we have probably the best and third best quarterback in the entire NFL. I think I would probably rank it Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. And if you told me you thought Lamar was better than Josh Allen, I could listen to that. So that's an incredible, incredible matchup to have there. And, you know, I think Baltimore is the best team in the league. And I don't even think it's actually close for a complete roster, great coaching, all that. But the other guy, the other guy just is a dream shatterer. And it's uh, incredible what Patrick Mahomes has done in his playoff career. If you just take his playoff stats, he's an MVP of the league. Like, imagine that. The toughest competition, the biggest games, and the guy has MVP statistics. I mean, it's incredible. So any game, any time, anywhere, Patrick Mahomes can break your heart. And then on the other side, I mean, it's all about, it's all about Detroit. Like, this team has just been so miserable for so long and they took the long road there which you know take a note vikings that sometimes when you have a three-year plan it can come together and look pretty good uh but i you know think uh san francisco is the more complete team playing at home and everything so you know this is uh great 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 matchups and i can't wait for it all right so let's start with because there are a bunch of storylines here over the course of this weekend let's start with lamar jackson in baltimore uh, do you think that Lamar Jackson is this year's MVP? Uh, yeah, I would say that's fair. Um, you know, because no one else really stood way out. It's not like anyone threw 50 touchdowns or set some sort of crazy record or anything else like that. And what Lamar did this year is, you know, I always hesitate to say in the past that he wasn't a pocket passer because, you know, that was obviously a silly trope when he was coming out that he couldn't throw the ball. But I think that there's a little bit of a difference between him early in his career throwing the ball, which he's always actually been good at, versus totally operating an offense from the pocket and then running when it's called for. And I feel like under Todd Monken, his offensive coordinator, he's just had more options to stay in the pocket, to find receivers, to execute a more complicated offense, which I think is really fit for him. He's had better receivers. They have a good offensive line, a good running game to support him. But it feels less like it's Lamar running around making plays, whether that's throwing on the run or running, and more of him 
similar to Mahomes, kind of how Mahomes early in his career had to kind of run around and make plays. It's a lot more in the pocket, and then, uh-oh, they played man coverage and there's nobody on him, and then he's going to take off, and then he's going to gain you know, 30 yards because he's absolutely incredible. But, you know, this is, this is a huge one for him because with how complete their team is, their team is fairly healthy as well. They're going to get Mark Andrews back. I mean, this is your best shot. You are the number one roster, including Lamar, in the entire league. You, you might not get another shot like this, especially since Kansas City is probably the worst version of Kansas City that they've been since Patrick Mahomes has been there. And that certainly says a lot about them, uh, that an AFC championship team is the worst version. But I, I really think it is. So this is, this is Lamar's shot. This is his year. And if they don't do it, uh, then it, you know, it's going to only get harder with as good as the AFC is. In terms of Kansas City, this is the worst version of them offensively, but is it the worst version of them defensively? No, of course not. I mean, their 2018 defense when uh, Mahomes first got there was pretty horrible. But you know, I think what you saw against Buffalo is this is a good Kansas City defense. It's not an untouchable Kansas City defense. I mean, they had to win a few games along the way, of course, uh, while the offense was kind of getting its its uh, feet together. But, you know, it's I don't look at them and say, okay, this is a defense that can just go win this game. But we saw Josh Allen, the running game for the Bills with the quarterback was pretty effective. I think Allen had 72 yards rushing. Well, you know, Lamar can do that. <laughs> I think Lamar has over 100 yards rushing three out of his five career playoff games. So if they have trouble stopping that, uh, the receivers are pretty darn good. Zay Flowers has uh, immediately emerged as a star. And then, you know, obviously having your tight end back is really huge. So, I mean, I, I think this is one where Patrick Mahomes has to be great. His receivers have to catch the football, which has been a, a pretty <laughs> big issue for them through the season. But they've done that well. And also, you know, Andy Reid has a tendency, like Kevin O'Connell, to get a little bit cute sometimes and at the three-yard line run an end around to his wide receiver who fumbles the ball like that. That's just not going to fly when it comes to this game because Baltimore is that good. But I mean, this, this just has 30 to 27 written all over it. You know, yep. Justin Tucker from Justin Tucker from 58 or something to win the game. That's, that's kind of how that one feels. Yeah, no, I'm with you. We're talking to Matthew Collar from purple insider here on the Lake show. All right, let, let's uh, take a glance at uh, for a second, the San Francisco 49ers, because I want to know where you stand on Brock Purdy because I feel like people are there. There's the the camp that says he's a game manager, he's good, but he's not great. And then there are some that are saying, no, this this kid is is off the charts. He's unbelievable. He does everything right. I, I'm not in necessarily either camp. I, I'm somewhere in between. I do think that there are times where people try to undervalue Brock Purdy because I think that he's really good. But at the same time, I think that there are even games in which he puts together, like last week, I didn't think he played that well. He put together a drive when he needed to. But what's your take on Brock Purdy? Yeah, one thing I get frustrated with when it comes to analyzing quarterbacks is when a guy has a good coach and a good supporting cast, it's like a, we penalize him for that. Exactly. Like he's, like he's supposed to apologize. You know, Kurt Warner didn't have to give the ring back for throwing, to, you know, Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, uh, you know, and so forth. So, and look, you know, even Tom Brady, when he had Randy Moss, he threw 50 touchdowns. He never came close to that again after having Randy Moss. Like, it matters. Who you have at receiver, at coach, it matters for everybody. I'd love a long list of all the MVP quarterbacks who had terrible receivers, terrible coaching. Like, nobody did. They all had great supporting cast. So I don't like that as being, like, the, the, to say, oh, well, Brock Purdy's actually not that good. 
Uh, I think Nick Mullins won four games when he started with Kyle Shanahan. So I think Brock Purdy is really excellent at operating that offense. And sometimes a guy, a guy throws to a wide-open receiver, and you go like, oh, well, that was an easy throw. But what happened at the line of scrimmage before the play with the quarterback? What happened with the quarterback reading the defense, having the vision to find that guy, having the accuracy to hit it? Like That all takes good quarterback play. And if you can understand and execute the offense that Kyle Shanahan has, you could be really good. But the thing that they don't give him enough credit for because he's short and he doesn't run like a 4-3 <laughs> is the guy is kind of, he is kind of a playmaker. Uh-huh. He's kind of a little bit of a baller. And you saw that at the end of the game where they needed a, a first down. He scrambled and he got like nine yards or something on second down. They ran it in for a touchdown the next play. Yep. Like he can do that. We saw him do that against the Vikings a little bit when they played against him. So I think he's a really, really good quarterback. He's not as physically gifted, though, as Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, which means that he's, he's human. Like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes are just like, those are aliens. Those are just like untouchable freaks who anything can go wrong and they can overcome it. But that's not Brock Purdy. And we saw that a little bit last week. So, you know, you can get to him. But the question is, can the Detroit Lions get to him when they have a pretty underwhelming pass defense? You know, going into the season, this was the type of year that Detroit Lions fans hoped and prayed for, and they've gotten their wish. They are in an NFC Championship game. Uh, what type of chance do you give the Lions in terms of defeating and upsetting San Francisco uh, out there in uh, Santa Clara? I would say that I, I would give them a decent chance. I, I might even go as far to pick them. I, I feel like I want to just uh, because – I mean, come on, who doesn't want to see the Lions? I, I know it's the division, but that's, they're, they're not even a rival of the Vikings. Like, they've been so bad for so long, you can't even say that they're the Vikings' rival. It would just be such a great story for Detroit to go to the Super Bowl. But, you know, I, first of all, Jared Goff is playing incredible football. And, I, and what I really like is that Jared Goff has always been a great quarterback, and him getting traded from Los Angeles, I think, made people think that he was maybe not very good. Uh, because they moved on from him. But I love that he's come back and proven how good he really is. If they could keep him from getting pressured, that's when he really has problems. Uh, He's one of the best pocket quarterbacks in the entire NFL. The other thing is, too, I don't think that Jared Goff gets too shook. Uh, He's played in the Super Bowl before. He's played in the NFC Championship before. You know, when he was at home, he's got the highest decibel levels or whatever ever of the fans screaming his name, and the guy came out and played really great football so it's a, it's a very tough defense. It's a great pass rush, but he's got a ton of weapons. He's got a cannon. He knows how to get the ball to those guys. It really comes down to the coverage is the issue, I think, for Detroit. Their coverage couldn't, <laughs> couldn't hold down Nick Mullins for throwing for 800 yards in two games. I'm a little worried about that. But one area they actually have been really good is stopping the run. So if they can slow down Christian McCaffrey, then it would give Detroit a chance. I mean, I, I think it's – it's probably closer to like 55-45, you know, in favor of uh, San Francisco than it is like San Francisco should be a huge favorite. Like I think they are, and Vegas are a pretty big favorite. I'm with you on them having a chance. We, we've noted, me and you both, and we've done this several times now, we've talked about the Nick Mullins games and what he did against the, the Lions. It doesn't matter. I mean, they, they, they're, they're getting it done here in the postseason. They, they've won these games um, and I think that they legitimately have a shot. Now, am I predicting that the Lions are going to beat San Francisco? No. But would I take them in the points? I probably would. 
I'll go for it. I I think they've got a good chance. I, I'm I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick the Lions to win this game. I'm just I'm going to try to go out on that limb. And and the main you know the main reason is I mean number one I think their quarterback has been there a little bit more than uh, Brock Purdy has uh, last year in the NFC Championship. Obviously got hurt, so you know didn't really have that same experience. But Aiden Hutchinson would be the reason I, I might pick Detroit because this dude has been playing freakish game record football in these first couple games. And even though they have problems in their secondary and they will give up some explosive plays, that man is causing huge issues for quarterbacks. And I'm pretty concerned about Debo Samuel. We saw against the Vikings how that offense did not run the same. And then we saw it last week against Green Bay. It's just not the same offense if Debo Samuel isn't out there or at 100%. He was limited in practice today, but if if he's still banged up, just not the same team without him, which makes sense. I mean, that's, uh, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the league, but that's a huge factor. All right, so you pick a Detroit. Let's go back to the Kansas City-Baltimore game. Who you got? I'm going to pick Baltimore for that one. I just think they're a more complete team, and even though I do think Patrick Mahomes will keep it close no matter what, uh, they have great, great, great linebackers, which I think could cause some problems for Travis Kelsey and, uh, you know, all the -the over-the-middle type stuff they do. I just think that defense is too strong. Yeah. Hey, great stuff as always, Matthew. We'll uh, talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Henry. Get your NFL fix, Purple Insider. That's Matthew Collar. Check out his site. Check out his fine work. And he joins us right here on The Good Neighbor. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up Hour 2 next. All right, who you got with the matchups this weekend? I have, well, let me say it this way. One game, I have a team winning. The other game, I don't have a clue, but I'm rooting for a team. I got the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs find a way to get back because I think that Patrick Mahomes is just, if they get to the Super Bowl, he's trending to being the GOAT. I don't think that there's ever been any professional athlete that's had this type of start to their career like Patrick Mahomes. I think this might be, we might be staring at the greatest start to a professional sports career ever with Patrick Mahomes. He's been that great. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And look, I think that Baltimore should be favored. Baltimore is the best team. But, man, I cannot. I cannot pick against Patrick Mahomes. And, no, this is not the Henry Lake 610 Sports Radio, Kansas City Ties. I just, until I see Patrick Mahomes have a just a brutal game or or not be able to pull through, I just got too much confidence in him. So I'm going with Kansas City there. In the NFC, San Francisco is the better team. There is some concern about Debo Samuel. I'm actually, I don't have a dog in the fight, but I'm I'm rooting for Detroit. And I know that <laughs> I saw you and, and your your hand gestures when Matthew Collar was talking. Boy, but, it wasn't that hand gesture. But but, but 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 Detroit, man, you you got to work on your hand your hand placements during shows. You're knocking off microphones. You're knocking off all kind of stuff. I mean, the fans. Well, are like, I, you what just the hell you, is you, going you, on? you got me so pissed off about the Lions that I just threw my phone down to the ground. I'm like, screw it, I'm done. I can't root against ball. I, I think Baltimore is just very complete, like like Matthew Collar was saying. I mean, offensively, defensively, 
I think that Lamar Jackson right now is just playing at another level. You know, postseason Mahomes is different than regular season Mahomes, but I, I have to go with Baltimore in that. I've been rooting for the Lions up to this point. Like, I love that they they won the division. They won a couple of home playoff games. There, I think they're going to be a force for a while. I don't think this is just going to be a. You know about the Ravens? No, the Lions. Oh, the Lions, Lions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think the Ravens beat the Chiefs. In the NFC, and I feel good for the like the Lions. I mean, they hadn't what they haven't had won a playoff game since 1991. Like been to the championship. It's it's remarkable what they've done. However, now they've gotten to the point that they are in the NFC Championship game. But they need to get to the precipice of euphoria. And then they need to have it destroyed like we have. There's no way the Lions should make a Super Bowl before the Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely not. There needs to be a soul-crushing Defeat that will make Lions fans. Wait, wait, wait. They they need to. What do you mean? They, they, they need, need to make a Super Bowl. Before. No, the, the the Lions cannot make a Super Bowl before the Minnesota Vikings. Why not? Because that would just that would put this fan base for the Vikings. I, I feel into another level of of paranoia that I didn't even. No, think. wouldn't. I, you don't think so? Let, let me ask you this: How many how many Super Bowls have the Lions been to? They haven't been to any. How many have the Vikings been to? They've been to four. Okay, so we've already been there, done that. But we haven't, like, a lot of us have not experienced that. I get that. We have experienced. But it's not like, it's not like they're going somewhere we've never been. They, those <laughs> fans need to experience the heartbreaking, soul-crushing reality that is losing an NFC championship game and something so bad that makes them rethink a lot of their life choices, like we have as Vikings fans. Man. Once you experience that you need to learn how to lose before you learn how to win. So, uh, Lions fans, I was rooting for you up till now, but uh, you gotta you gotta go through some things before you can, you know, get the ring. If we've gone through it, you gotta go through it. That's how this works. I disagree with you. I, I'm sorry. All right, coming up next, final hour of the show: a question of etiquette with married couples kicks it off. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 